I'm Kelby, and I love cartoons. If you're anything like me, cartoons and animation provide a well-needed escape from the stresses of the real world. So come join me in this little corner of the world that I've created for myself and for you too. We all like cartoons here. Welcome to Kelby's Cartoon Corner. This week, we're escaping into the world of the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. This show follows Winnie the Pooh and all of his friends on their daily adventures in the Hundred Acre Wood. This show was marketed to preschoolers in the early 90s and, as such, teaches kids lessons about sharing, manners, and friendship. This show is special to me personally because Pooh was a big part of my early life and continues to be. So whether the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh is a show that you remember or if you're just looking for something fun to watch, let's escape into the Hundred Acre Wood together. All right, y'all, I'm standing again, so let's hope that this energy is up. <laughs> it is, again, one in the morning. All right, anyway, so we're standing again. Let's pray for this energy. <laughs> I'm so excited to revisit this show. This was so much fun. I love Pooh. He's my fave. The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is the oldest show that I've covered so far, running for four seasons from 1988 to 1991. So this happened way before I was born. Also, the length of these seasons is really weird. Like, season one is 26 episodes, but then season four is only eight. And I just, I thought that was strange. This is also the only show that I've covered so far that is specifically marketed to preschoolers. It might not be the only one for long. I was just really excited to find the show on Disney Plus when I was planning out my roster for this year, so I put it on the list. I'd love to do some other Playhouse Disney titles. I'd love to do Rolly Polioli, uh, PB&J Otter, Stanley's World. I'd love to cover more shows like this if this episode does really well or you know, just you know it i mean it's it's mine so like if i decide mostly really the only thing that inhibits me from doing an episode about a certain show is my ability to find it and be able to stream it in its entirety like i've said before that i want to do rugrats all grown up but i can't like i'm not gonna pay two dollars per episode on amazon prime just to stream it like no that's not happening so this was one of those shows that I'm really glad that I took the time to revisit. I loved this show as a kid, but it's honestly even funnier as an adult. I've got some examples once I actually get into my favorite episodes, but honestly, if you have any soft spot in your heart for Pooh, I recommend you watch at least a few episodes of this show. Just, like, pick a few. Like I said with the Hey Arnold episode, if there's anything that you remember about this show at all, try to find that episode and rewatch it, because it's so funny as an adult. Like... It's one of those things that when you're a kid, you're just watching, like, you're just watching the pictures. You're not paying attention to the background or the, uh, like, the words. Like, you're not, you're not comprehending the words that are coming out of these characters' mouths. But then when you get older, you rewatch stuff and you're like, oh, that's funny. Like, rewatching Shrek as, like, as you get older and you catch all those little adult jokes. Pooh is obviously not like that. There's no adult jokes, like, hidden in Pooh. But, like... <laughs> Like Shrek, when you rewatch Shrek as an adult versus when you watched it as a kid. Like as a kid, it was just fun. You know, it was a fun movie about an ogre and a donkey like going on adventures. And then once you get older, you realize how many adult jokes they hid in that script. And it's beautiful. I love Shrek. Props. <laughs> I honestly don't remember actively watching this show on cable, but I do remember that my aunt had like three or four VHS tapes of various episodes of this show. And those episodes on those tapes are the only ones that I really remember and the episodes that I come back to over and over again. We also had, and I still have, uh, a VHS copy of Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2. This is like, 
iconic Christmas time viewing for me. A few years ago, we went to a flea market and somebody had the giant cutout, like what they would have had at Blockbuster or something when this movie first came out on VHS, like the display. And it was like 20 bucks and I almost bought it, but I was, I like, what am I going to do with it? Where am I going to put it? And so I didn't buy it and I've regretted it every day since. Like my biggest regret. I did at that flea market get a movie poster of Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which is one of my favorite Disney movies. One of my favorite like live action Disney movies. It's weird if you've never seen it. It's got like, it's a mix of live action and animation, just like through, there's like one, uh, not one scene, but like one section of the movie where they're like in this like storybook it's kind of I don't know it's kind of weird they're on this island that only exists in a storybook and so that part is animated like the people are not but the the characters that they interact with are animated it's just it's really cool I like that movie a lot <laughs> but any, but I bought did not buy Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2 display did buy Bedknobs and Broomsticks movie poster that is now hanging above my bed it's like my favorite thing that's in my bedroom right now it's so... Mm. Some of my earliest memories are centered around Winnie the Pooh. My bedroom from the time that I was uh, like two until I was at least in elementary school was Pooh themed. My first birthday was Pooh themed. We wore out VHS tapes. Tapes. Multiple. Of the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, like the original from the 70s. My family always used to make me quote movies and stuff in weird accents and like Pooh was one of the things that I know that I did at a really early age. I just have a really deep personal history with Pooh. I had uh, Pooh-themed computer games. There was one that was just like a bunch of mini games, but it was centered around that special from like the, the 70s where it was like the really blustery day and everything blew away. And then it like, it rained. I really don't remember. I just remember that there's like a song and it's like Piglet is floating away like out his window like on this little chair and he's just like using a ladle to try and bail water out of his house as his house is flooding and one of the mini games in that computer game was uh like building a bridge from broken pieces of furniture or something I really don't know what it was it was like but it was like building a bridge so that Eeyore could get across and get to his little house that he has built of sticks but another one of the mini games that was on there was a game where, again, it was after the very blustery day and everything blew away and, like, Owl's house had tipped over, so they righted it again, and then you had to go in and redecorate his house. And he just, like, sat in his rocking chair in the corner, and every time you placed something in the room, he'd be like, yes, that's good, yes, I like that. And that was, like, the kind of affirmation that I needed in my life as a child. So <laughs> I played that game a lot. I, I had another one where it was just one of those computer games that was, like, the book, you know, Pooh takes place inside of a book and there's always a narrator. And it was one of those where the narrator just reads the book to you. But if you click around inside the book, uh, pictures will move or things will happen. And I just have really faint memories. But I know there's a scene where Pooh is sitting on a log outside of his house. And there was something like if you clicked his door or the like his honeypot, something, something, you clicked something and a noise happened and it was the funniest thing. And I did that for literally hours, just like clicking that thing over and over again, like making noise. Also, I just thought like weird things that make noise and like a computer game. I also had, have, still have, like it's somewhere in my bedroom, uh, an Arthur themed 
computer game and it was the same kind of thing where it was just like a narrator reading you a book and then you click inside and little things happen and then I think there were also like mini games like inside this game anyway it was Arthur's was it Arthur's teacher trouble is that what it was I think I think that's what it was but there's like one scene Arthur's like sad because he got Mr. Ratburn who's supposed to be the super mean teacher like as his third or fourth grade teacher whatever it is and he comes home from school and his mom is making cookies and there's a scene where he's like sitting in the kitchen doing his homework or something and if you click around in the kitchen there's like spices on a spice rack and one of them will like they're like dancing and then one will fall and then go eh, and like fall into the sink or something. No, maybe it's flour. I don't remember. Any, anyway, it's some sort of spice and something happens and it like makes this noise. But you could only do it once, like once per playthrough. Otherwise, you had to go and you had to like restart the whole game <laughs> to be able to get this thing to make this noise. So I would do like I would play the whole game. And then I would get to that one part in the book and I would click everything else in that room. And then right before I was ready to move on, I would do the flower or whatever it was that made that noise. And then I would move on because I really liked the sound that it made. I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but I think I mentioned my casual but very deep love of poo to one of my best friends, Jaden, back when we were in high school. And we talked about like how sad the Tigger movie is and how heartwarming Piglet's big movie is. And somehow we decided to watch Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. And now we watch it together like once a year. Not like, a, it's not like a schedule that we stick to or anything, but just like every now and then I'll text him and be like, hey, we haven't watched Pooh in a while. Like, do you want to come over and watch Pooh? Because I really miss it. <laughs> it's just, I like it. I just want to take a second and talk about that movie because it is so much fun. It's another one of those things that you watch as a kid and it was fun because your favorite characters are in it, but then you watch it again as an adult and you appreciate the dialogue. Just, there's so much stuff that's great in this movie. Like, the music is great. We love The Spirit of Adventure, the song that Owl sings as he's, like, sending everyone off, presumably to their death. He just, like, makes this map of what he thinks is out there like he doesn't know and he just makes this map and he's singing and then at the end he's like on his front porch like jumping and waving and he says uh i he says something like i salute you and those of you doomed to never return i salute you twice and then everybody just like turns around and it's like okay and then they just continue on their merry way but anyway that song that owl sings top tier we appreciate <laughs> at the end of this movie when they finally find christopher robin everybody gets really scared because he like Okay, so they're in... Uh, okay, uh, just assuming that you've seen this movie. Like, this movie has been out for forever. I just assume if you have a any sort of passing knowledge of Pooh that you've seen Pooh's Grand Adventure. <laughs> so, like, at the end, when they finally... They find Christopher Robin, right? And they go into this rock that's shaped like a skull. And then I, Pooh gets separated from them. And he... Like, they assume that he gets eaten by the by the, the, the Skullosaurus, that's what it is. They assume that he gets eaten, all right? So they're in, like, the eye of the skull, and they're all freaking out because they're like, okay, well, we made it. What do we do now? And then Christopher Robin, well, it's Christopher Robin, but they don't know that it's him because, like, he comes in and, like, the sun is behind him, so his shadow is all distorted and weird-looking, so they assume that they're also about to get eaten. And, like, no, no, that's not it. Okay, anyway, Christopher Robin comes in. He's like, hey, what the heck are you guys doing in here? And then they explain to him what happened and that Pooh got eaten by the Skullosaurus, right? And then, it, like, they hear the noise that they've assumed this entire time to be the noise of the Skullosaurus, and they all get really scared. I think Rabbit's ears, like, twist up really weird, and then they all 
freak out, right? Like, Piglet hides under Christopher Robin's arm, Rabbit and Tigger run around, and they, like, smack into each other. And then if you watch in the background, Eeyore goes, and he, like, runs up the wall, like, sideways. And it's just, it's something that I never noticed until that one time that I watched it with Jaden, and now I notice it every time, and it's the funniest thing. I love it. Eh. Okay, we watched this together, like, I don't know if it was the first time or whatever, but like one time when we were watching it, there's a scene where the map rips and Tigger tries to grab a piece of it, but he ends up falling and he like is dangling off a log over this cliff and Pooh reaches for him, but he falls. So Piglet goes after Pooh, Rabbit goes after Piglet, and then as Rabbit is falling, he grabs Eeyore's tail and then Eeyore grabs a root that's hanging out of the side of this cliff. First of all, Tigger looks up at Pooh and he says, uh, he says, look at the biceps on that bear. I don't deserve to dangle from the same precipice because I can't do Tigger's voice, right? But like, he's just like so sad and he's like, I don't deserve to dangle from the same precipice. But like, honestly, he's not right wrong because Pooh is holding Tigger with one like hand and then he's holding a pot of honey under his other arm and then Piglet is holding his foot so anyway they rescue Tigger but just they're just like hanging stuck from this cliff and then they're all okay they're all basically held on by this nail that is holding Eeyore's tail in and like if you've seen any if you have any knowledge of Pooh like that's, like, of the thing. Like, Eeyore's tail always falls out. So they're really just, like, hanging on by, like, this nail and a prayer. And then, like, Tigger looks up, and they're just, like, again, they're just stuck. They can't do anything, because, like, how are they going to get up? Because they're just, like, Eeyore's hanging on to this root, with, like, in his mouth. And so something happens and like the root kind of rips out of the side of the cliff a little bit more and then Eeyore's like and and Tigger is like what's what he says uh what did donkey boy say and then Eeyore like lets go of the branch looks down and says I said ouch and then they all go "Ah," and they all fall from this like cliff and Okay, we watched this one time, and then one of us, I don't remember who, but one of us pointed out that the first time he says, like, eight syllables just to say the word ouch, and it's our new favorite thing, and I don't know why, it's just fun, and so, like, every now and then we'll just be, like, out, and one of us will, like, mumble something under our breath, and then the other one will be like, what? And then we'll say, I said ouch. (laughs) Like, I don't know, it's just, it's fun. Okay, one more story about just, like, poo and then i'll get back into the show that i started talking about again we were in high school this was the summer before our senior year we and we went to a church camp and it it was i'm like i know the story i lived it but like also i'm trying to read a script and like follow along so that i get the story like concise so bear with me uh, okay, so we went to this church camp, and one of the things that we had to do one afternoon was write letters. The story is, like, super complicated, so just, like, give me a second. We had to write letters to ourselves from the perspective of our best friend, I think, is what we were supposed to be doing. But our youth pastor read the instructions wrong, so the first time he said to write a letter to your best friend. So Jaden and I were like, we got this. And we just start like writing these letters. I don't even remember what the letter was supposed to say. I don't remember anything like any other contact except for like the ending of the story. So whatever. And okay, then he corrected himself. But by the time that he did that, Jaden and I had already written our letters and we were supposed to give them back to our pastor. And then he was supposed to give them to us like six months later. I Again, I don't remember the context. I just remember 
the aftermath. So in Pooh's grand adventure, Pooh wakes up on the first morning of fall to find a pot of honey outside of his door with a note on it, but he can't read. So he goes all over looking for somebody to read this note. And then eventually everybody goes to Owl. But by the time they get to his house, the note is all sticky and covered in honey. So he has to decipher it through the like gunk that's all over the page. And he reads the whole thing wrong, I'd like to point out. And then at the end, he says, and the note is signed, Krem Fobbin Bobbin. Oh, Christopher Robin. And then, like, Jane and I have always thought that that was the funniest thing. There's also another scene, like, later. Okay, side story. There's another, there's a scene later where, like, Piglet gets taken away by all these butterflies because he's like, oh, look how pretty. And then they all go, and they, like, they take him away. And Pooh jumps up to, like, grab his foot to weigh him down so that they'll drop him. And, like, Rabbit looks up and then Pooh and Piglet slam down onto him. And then Rabbit everybody's like oh my gosh Pooh that was so brave of you and like whatever and then Rabbit stands up and he's like all like delirious because Pooh just like slammed down on him as hard as he could not like on purpose like he fell from the sky and just happened to land on Rabbit but like he's Rabbit's like now if you'll if you'll follow me Christopher Robin Christopher Robin Christopher Cribbin is um this way and then he just like like wanders off the screen I don't know it's very funny so anyway Owl reads that the note is signed Creme Fobbin Bobbin, and that's the most important part of this entire thing. So here we are at this church camp writing these letters to our best friend, and I thought I was going to be super clever and sign mine Creme Fobbin Bobbin because I just thought it was funny. And then, like, okay, I texted Jaden to see if he remembered, like, what happened. If we, like, gave our letters, like, to each other, to our pastor, and then got them back, like, six months later, and neither of us can really remember what happened, but, like, somehow... Like, I, I had mine. I had, like, the actual physical copy of mine that I wrote to him, I think. So maybe I kept it. I don't remember. But, like, all I know is that both of us signed ours, Creme Fobbin Bobbin, like, from Creme Fobbin Bobbin at the bottom of our letters to each other. And just, like, I hope that you have a friend in your life that you're just, like, that in sync with because it's like it's it's a great feeling it's just like because here we are like at this camp writing these letters to each other like everybody I, everybody that was in that group knew when he said write a letter to your best friend everybody knew that we were going to be writing letters to each other right but then to to both have the same idea like that without having talked about it previously and like it's been months since we've seen this movie or like a year or whatever it's been forever since we've seen this movie but just like to get that idea like that and like mm, I just again I hope that you have a friend that you're in sync like that with just it's a great feeling it's a wonderful feeling <laughs> all right back into Pooh like the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh we've all been like, that's all that I've been talking about. Uh, I think it was, like, four years ago or something. I I must have mentioned that I missed... Oh, it's another side story, but it's about this show. So, again, bear with me. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so I think it was, like, four years ago or something. I definitely still lived at home, so, like, it had to be at least three or four years ago. I must have mentioned that I missed seeing this show or that there was an episode that I really liked or something. Anyway, we were out doing whatever, running errands or something, and Jaden mentioned to me that he had bought, like, the full DVD box set for my birthday, which was coming up, and he told me, because he was nervous, that 
it was such a weirdly good deal, but also he ordered it and he wasn't sure that it was going to get delivered on time. So he was just like, hey, I'm letting you know, I bought you this for your birthday, but you might not actually get it for your birthday. So just like, be aware. And I was like, oh, that's nice. So right around my birthday, he hands me these like, I think four discs, like four DVDs in paper cases inside of an envelope. And I opened it and all the discs say Johnny Bravo on them in this like really weird font that is not the logo for Johnny Bravo. So I'm like, is this poo? And he's like, it's either poo or Johnny Bravo, but either way, it's not what I thought I was getting. And like, y'all it's poo, but it's like, it's literally poo. Like not, it's just, (laughs) it's like someone burned these DVDs like straight from their DVR because it's like a full run of four episodes with commercials and everything. And like one disc starts in the middle of an episode. Like, he was so mad because he was so excited to find this DVD box set of this show that I loved, and then he got these four little discs in paper sleeves that didn't even say the right show name on them. I love them. I love everything about this experience. I love the thought that he put into finding these for me. I love the story around it, and I love that they say Johnny Bravo. I think it's hilarious, but, like, in the moment, I know he was very upset. (laughs) But, like, I think it's great. It's a great story. I still have those discs. Like, I never use them, but they're just, like, in my bedroom. So, like, if somebody were to come over and be like, hey, do you own Johnny Bravo and, like, hold up these discs? I could be like, actually, no. That is the new Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, but it's, like, four episodes across four different discs. I don't know how it's supposed to be structured. Because they're also, they're not, like, it's not, like, it doesn't say, like, Johnny Bravo. It doesn't say, like, disc one. So that's, like, I put one disc in, and I was like, I don't know, this is the one that was in the front, so I assume that this is the one that's supposed to be first. And I put it in, and that was the one that was, like, halfway through an episode. And I was like, all right, well, what the heck? This doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It's a fun story. It's a good story. You know, if I ever went to parties, if we ever get to go to parties again, it'll be a good story to tell at a party. I don't know, like, in what situation that would ever come up. Be like, hey, I I don't know, the weirdest gift that you've ever received, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I've established the fact that I love Pooh and have given enough examples of that love and devotion to him. So let's talk about some of my favorite episodes. Most of my favorite episodes are also some of the only episodes that I remember of this show, but that could be because they were the ones that we had on VHS. Also, Most of the episodes that happen to be my favorite are the episodes that have a 24-minute runtime rather than the standard 12 minutes for this show. Uh, That doesn't really mean anything. That was just something that I noticed while I was watching them and taking notes. So just, like, I... I thought it was worth mentioning. I'm only gonna have time to talk about a few episodes, but I did want to say... That one episode that I really liked is from season one, and it's called Cleanliness is Next to Impossible, and I love it for a lot of reasons. In this episode, Christopher Robin is supposed to be cleaning his room, and his mom specifically says not to throw everything under the bed, and then she says, don't throw everything under the bed with the crud. And she, like, leaves the room, and then Tigger immediately busts into, like, a beautiful jazz number, which I did not remember happening before I rewatched this episode, but I stand. I'm here for it. And then he just tells him to toss everything under the bed. So they, like, go around. Also, I, like, I just want to mention this real quick because I specifically put it in my notes for this episode. But, like, Christopher Robin, they're, like, playing and whatever. And then his mom is like, oh, my gosh, your room is a mess. Like, you need to clean it. And he's like, but I told Pooh that we would go outside and play with my ball. And she's like, you lost your ball a week ago. And then he says, um, my yo-yo. And she's like, mm that went two days ago. And he's like, um, my roller skates. And she's like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even remember you having roller skates. That's not, like, the exact dialogue that happens. But, like, it's Christopher Robin trying to make excuses about 
why not to clean his room? And like, that's me. That's literally me. Like me as a child, but also me as an adult being like, it's fine. I could just live with this mess for like one more day. Like it won't kill me for my room to be a nightmare. (laughs) It's just, it's the state of, it's the state of living anymore. Just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) That meme of the dog in the house that's on fire. It's fine. Everything's fine. All right, so they toss everything under the bed, and it's just, like, a bed on top of a mountain of stuff. And then all of a sudden, the bed goes, and, like, all the stuff disappears. (laughs) But Pooh, like, turns around, and he notices that they forgot a shoe, so he throws it under the bed, and then it shoots back out. And so Tigger grabs it, and he's like, you just gotta have the right, I think he says you gotta have the right wind-up, because then his arm is like, yeah, and he, like, winds up his arm, and he yeets that shoe under the bed. And then it shoots out again, but it hits Tigger so hard that he stumbles backwards into Christopher Robin, and then they fall into the closet. So Pooh tries one more time to throw this shoe, and then this time... Hello? Okay, I for sure heard, like, a whole noise behind me. Like, okay. Fright. All right. Cool. I may just be, like, hitting the little, like, jiggly jing on my desk, and that may be what's making this noise, but I for sure thought I heard a whole voice behind me. So, yeet. Like... It is 1.45 a.m. Madison is asleep in her bedroom. I have my door shut. The cats are not in here. Like, that was not the heat kicking on. That was a full voice. (laughs) All right. Just like, I'm gonna keep this part in the episode, just in case. Like, in case someone happens to hear something else in this room with me, like, yeet. Okay. So, Pooh finally, okay, so he, like, throws the shoe one more time, and then this time, he shoots back out again, and this really creepy voice says, no more shoes, please, we already have one. So then Pooh and Piglet, like, look under the bed, and then they get sucked in under the bed. Tigger and Christopher Robin come out of the closet, and they find that Pooh and Piglet are missing, so they look under the bed, and they also get pulled in. I just want to say that I really love the design of the under the bed. It's kind of creepy. It's definitely dirty. And I really like what they mess- that they messed with the scale of everything. Like, Christopher Robin and Tigger find a birthday card, and it's, like, huge. Like, the, the size of a skyscraper. It's enormous. And then all of the crayons are super tall. I just- I, like, not everything is to scale. Like, the- like- I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, things are not, like, the same scale, but I appreciate that because- uh, Christopher Robin and Pooh and Tigger and Piglet are so small, everything else is huge by comparison. I just, I like that aspect of it. It makes it feel like a real lived-in universe that exists under the bed. Pooh and Piglet get taken in by a century of crayons, and they kind of get whisked away, and we don't see them for a little bit, but when Christopher Robin and Tigger get to the under the bed, they're immediately greeted by Smudge, the second-in-command to Crud, and I just want to say real quick that I really like Smudge. Not like him personally, I just like his design. He's drawn differently, but he also looks like a germ, and he sneezes all the time, which makes him feel ick, (laughs) which is appropriate because it's, like, dirty and gross under the bed, so that makes sense. This has no place in the script other than right here. And I just want to say that one of the reasons that I'm enjoying rewatching these shows that I cover is the little bit of dialogue that I didn't pick up on as a kid. And one of those lines is in this episode. When Tigger and Christopher Robin get to the under the bed and they're looking for Pooh and Piglet, Tigger yells out, Ollie Ollie Limburger cheese. And like, let me tell you, that hit me. That hit me so hard at 1 a.m. on Monday when I was watching Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if anybody else thinks that it's funny, but I thought it was hilarious. So I'm just, I'm putting that in here. (laughs) 
Christopher Robin and Tigger are taken into the castle, which is Christopher Robin's shoe, to meet Crud. When they get inside, Crud thanks Christopher Robin, saying that all of this was possible because he kept throwing all his stuff under the bed. And Crud explains that everything is almost ready when he shows he shows Christopher Robin and Tigger his new invention, which is an old vacuum. And y'all, let me just tell you, I just pause for a second, because... I was like, what the heck is this invention? First of all, I wasn't planning to, like, do a full synopsis of this episode. I was just going to say, hey, this is a fun episode. I really like it. But then I started typing, and I was like, oh, it's okay. We can just include this episode. And, like, I was, I was like, what on earth did he call this vacuum that he, like, because he reversed it so that it didn't suck anymore. It, like, blows stuff so he can, like, make the world more dirty is his plan. And, like, I was thinking that it had, like, like a Doofenshmirtz level of, like, what this machine is called. So I, like, I went back through and I rewatched this episode as I was typing, and yo, he calls it the Unvacuum. This is a show for preschoolers. Like, obviously, it wasn't gonna be something, like, like, the, the, the Blowinator or something, you know? It wasn't, like, full Doofenshmirtz level. I just was, like, I watched that episode again, and he called it the Unvacuum, and I was, like, this is a show for preschoolers. Of course it's called the Unvacuum. Also, I just want to point out that, like, a lot of vacuums, and not like, well, I don't know, I guess, like, shop vacs have, like, a setting where you can just, like, flip a switch and it will do that automatically. Like, you don't have to retrofit it to, like, blow. But again, this is a show for preschoolers in the 80s, so, like, I'm willing to let that go. I'm just saying he called it the Unvacuum, and that really had me shook because I genuinely forgot that this was was a show for preschoolers because... It's a show for preschoolers, but it's not, like, overtly educational like a lot of shows made for preschoolers are. Like, it's not, like, um, what's that show where they learn about math that's, like, oh, what the heck is it called? It was on Nick Jr. It was, it was, like, the only thing that I keep thinking is Octonauts, and I know that's not right. They learn about animals in Octonauts, and that's on Disney Channel. What the heck is it called? Oh, it's right there. Anyway, okay, so it's not, like, overtly educational, and therefore I forget that it's a show that was designed for preschoolers. So, okay, Unvacuum. So, he plans to use that to spread his dirt and grime all over the world. He asks Christopher Robin to help him, but then Christopher Robin says that he would rather clean than help Crud. No one cleans under the bed, so Crud has Tigger and Christopher Robin thrown in the dungeon. Tigger gets tossed in with Piglet and Pooh, but Christopher Robin gets put into his own cell, which is, like, it's, I, do I say this later? I don't remember if I put this in the script, but like, it's a bed under the bed. And it, I do, because I say bedception. Okay, that's later in the script. So, <laughs> ignore that. We're going to keep moving on. Pooh suggests to, uh, okay, so they're in this, let me just play out this entire scene for you. So they're in <laughs> this cell, which is like, I think it's constructed out of, like, playing cards. Again, it's really clever, the way that they have this whole world designed, and I just like to watch this episode to see what all these little things are. So their their cell is like a house of cards, right? But, like, they're small, so it's not just, like, and push the cards over, because they're, they're small. Cards are big. So they're stuck in this cell. Tigger is screaming that uh, he wants to be let out or whatever, and then he says... Somebody says something about, like, what are we going to do about Christopher Robin? And then Pooh is like, I think we should get out of here. And then Tigger's like, that's it? And Pooh is like, I think so. And then Tigger's like, you know what? That is a good idea. We should escape. And then he's like, okay, he picks up Pooh by the, like, shoulders. And he says, 
for a bear of very little brain, you sure got a lot of stuffing. And I just want to talk about this for a second because Tigger literally picks up Pooh by his shoulders and like shakes him a little bit and then just like walks away, but like leaves Pooh dangling in the air. Like he's not touching the floor. He's not sitting on his stool that he was previously sitting on. He's just in the air for like like I don't I don't know he's just like there dude like I I I paused I paused that episode and I like took a it's like a really like bad quality picture but like because I, I took a picture of it on my tv and was like hey yo poo are you okay because you're just like floating here and he looks so concerned like the the look the expression on his face is just like a look of genuine concern like what am I doing just floating here why and like I put it on Facebook hoping that it was going to get like a lot more interaction than it did and I feel like no one thought it was funny but I thought it was hilarious because I just happened to notice again at 1am when I was rewatching this show. So I'm just throwing that out there. I thought that was hilarious. Not like not something that they obviously not something that they meant to be funny. But I thought it was funny like 30 years later. I thought it was hilarious. Piglet realizes that the floor that they're standing on is actually dirt. He like pulls this handkerchief out of nowhere and then he goes ee, 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 and he's like oh my this floor isn't dirty this dirt is a floor and then he like wipes away some more and then the whole the whole thing just like caves in so they just like fall and when they fall they land on top of a crayon soldier and i just want to say that earlier in this episode we saw these crayons have a conversation all right we know that they're capable of like sentient speech but this crayon looks at them and then just screeches the most unnerving screech that like is in a cartoon for four-year-olds like this episode is already kind of creepy because like the under the bed is like spooky and like crud is gross and it's just like it's just eerie in general but then also for this crayon to just unleash this sound and like instead of just yelling like hey they've escaped for some reason him just screaming like that is so scary to me like watching this years later but anyway Pooh, Piglet, and Tigger are able to outrun this crayon. Okay, so they're able to outrun this crayon, and then they come around the corner, and they see a roller skate, and Pooh is like, hey, didn't Christopher Robin lose a roller skate like that not too long ago? And then they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, that's a great getaway vehicle. So they climb on top of the skate, and they're, like, riding down the, like, I don't know, whatever, they're riding it, and... Pooh says, we're coming, Christopher Robin, and then they, like, go out of frame, and then you see, like, you hear them crash into something, and then they, like, slowly walk back, like, across the frame, really defeated, and Pooh's like, but not by skate, and just, again, very funny. I thought that was very fun. <laughs> so they end up disguising themselves as a crayon to, like, march alongside with the other crayons, and then they finally find where Christopher Robin is being held, and he's under a bed under his bed. It's, like, a weird inception bedception. <laughs> they escape, but they end up running into the, like, I don't want to say throne room, but, like, I guess that's kind of what it is. They run right into crud, and then he threatens Christopher Robin again, and he snatches him up, but Pooh sees a bar of soap in Christopher Robin's pocket, uh, a bar of soap that his mom had given him earlier, saying that next time he takes a bath, he should use some. So, uh, he shows crud the soap, and it's, like, a weird, like, I forgot the sequence of events for this episode, so, like, he shows him the soap, and then there's, like, this weird, almost anime-style transition, and I thought that was going to be the end of the episode like it was just going to be like schling and then everything's really clean because he had soap but that's not that's not what happens it was just kind of a weird like a weird transition effect <laughs> so 
all of Christopher Robin's old toys come in with the vacuum, which the yo-yo fixed, so now it sucks instead of blows like it's supposed to, so it's no longer the unvacuum, it's the, like, regular vacuum. And then they suck up crud and smudge. Uh, Pooh and friends help Christopher Robin clean his room, and then his mom comes in to see how he's doing, and she says how great it looks, and then Christopher Robin runs off to take a bath. Uh, the end seems like it's kind of rushed, but once it cuts back to the real, like, his real bedroom, uh, the show is pretty much over. It's just him saying that he doesn't want crud to get any more of his stuff. And I like this episode a lot. It's one of the ones that I actually remember, and again, I love the world of the Under the Bed. Just all around a very fun episode. Okay, another episode that I remember vividly. I literally only remember for one singular line, and it's Tigger running around yelling, Makeup! And he, like, shoves this poof into everyone's face. And it, like, it's so ingrained in my mind that anytime someone even mentions makeup, I just, like, in my head, I immediately go, makeup! And in Tigger's voice. And I'm just, like, I can't. I can't unthink it. Like, that's something that, like, is permanently wired into my brain and I can't undo it. It's just there. <laughs> so this episode is season two, episode one, on Valentine's Day, which I thought was appropriate for this time of year. This episode opens with the entire population of the Hundred Acre Wood having a meeting in Rabbit's house. He says, it's that time of year again. And then he opens his cabinet, like this cabinet that he has in his house. And like, 300 valentine cards come pouring out of it and then he says that last year whenever somebody gave Pooh a valentine he gave them three so now everybody has all these cards that they don't know what to do with everybody but eeyore because they didn't he didn't give anyone anything so he didn't get any cards and they mentioned that specifically up top <laughs> The entire conflict of this episode is because Rabbit is just mad that his house is a mess. Like, he literally delegated an entire cabinet in his house to holding these cards that he could have just thrown away. I'm just saying, Rabbit went zero to a hundred real quick because he was just mad that his house was a mess. So he told everybody that they were going to cancel Valentine's Day so Pooh couldn't give them any more cards. Like, they really just, like, singled Pooh out and were like, you, you are the problem. We have to cancel this whole holiday because you can't restrain yourself. Like, yo, throw the cards away. You don't have to keep them like okay me <laughs> like I literally have every single card that I've received for like a birthday or a graduation or like any sort of event from the time that I was like eight years old like I have them in a giant ziploc bag in my closet what am I gonna do with them I have no idea but I have them and I like okay I don't know if I've said this on here before, but I'm literally the kind of person where, like, if you give me something, I will remember, like, I don't remember the date, but I remember the exact circumstance. I probably remember what you were wearing when you gave it to me. Like, I just, it's ingrained in my mind. Like, I remember, like, all the birthday cards and whatever. I remember, like, obviously I remember who they're from because they're signed, but, like, also I remember, like, how old I was when I got this card. Like, I just, I remember things like that. And so, therefore, I have, like, an emotional attachment to these pieces of paper in my closet that, like, I refuse to throw away. But, like, honestly, if you got 300 Valentine's cards from the same person and they all basically say the same thing, throw them away, my guy. Just, like, just, you don't have to, like, what was it, what, what was this cabinet previously used for that Rabbit is so enraged that he had to, like, clean out this cabinet and then use it to now hold all these Valentine's cards? Like, what were you using it before? Like, what were you using it for? What what was its purpose? Or did you have to, like, buy a whole new cabinet just to hold... Like, again, if you have to do that, just throw them away. Like, it's... It's not... This is a show for preschoolers. It's not that serious. <laughs> you need to calm down. All right. So... 
Valentine's Day come, comes around, and when Pooh leaves his house, there's a pot of honey outside of his door with a card on it. Also, I just want to say that Pooh washes his honey pots and then hangs them on a clothesline with clothespins, and it's just really freaking cute, and I love him. He is so pure. <laughs> I love Pooh. A Pooh assumes that it's the, the, the honeypot is from Piglet, so he rushes over to his house to thank him, but Piglet tells him that it wasn't from him, but Pooh insists that he takes the honeypot anyway as a gift, and then he wanders away, but Pooh wonders who gave him the honey if it wasn't Piglet, and then Piglet decides that she he should give Pooh something for Valentine's Day, and then he says... <laughs> I hope Rabbit doesn't find out. So from here, it just devolves. Everybody goes around secretly giving each other valentines, but they're they're all like, happy valentine's day, don't tell Rabbit. And then someone just like gives Rabbit a valentine and like, what? Okay, so Piglet bakes a cake for Pooh and then Tigger bounces Piglet. So he just throws this cake and it lands on Owl on Owl, in his house, in a tree. Piglet said yeet to this cake. And Owl, okay, so Owl gets, like, it. also the arc of this cake, man, it doesn't just, like, land in Owl's lap. Like, it is, like, and then it, like, lands on Owl's head. Because Owl is, like, it's unusual for it to be snowing on such a clear day. He's just, like, looking around while this cake is running down his face. And then he, like, licks it. And he's, like, why is it raspberry flavored? And then he, like, lifts the cake off his head. And he's, like, oh! And then he looks, because, like, now the icing is all smeared. So all he, sa all he sees is that it says, from Piglet. And he's, like, ah, that's so nice. I should make Piglet something. And then he sets the cake on his rocking chair on his front porch. And it goes, and like the cake falls off. So then this cake falls from the sky and it lands on Tigger and Tigger gets this cake from the sky. And he's just like, okay. And it has a feather in it. So he's like, oh, it's from Owl. So then Tigger eats this entire cake plate and all and then he decides that he should get something for owl like everybody is getting valentine's gifts for everybody else but they're all like i hope rabbit doesn't find out hmm <laughs> so again they're all going around giving each other valentines and like they're dealing drugs but someone gives rabbit a valentine and so rabbit goes to investigate and he finds everybody just handing each other cards again like a drug deal <laughs> and then we cut to rabbit's house again where they're all first of all as it like fades into this scene is like rue being like Pooh gave 72 valentines and then tigger like like rue is really in here just selling everybody out like i like this little boy is just like everybody was doing all the things that they said they weren't going to which is honestly like the most relatable thing because little kids are like that <laughs> they will sell you out in a heartbeat <laughs> i just appreciate that like like dialogue that's happening so uh everybody's mad well, Rabbit specifically is mad that Pooh broke his promise not to send any Valentines, but then Pooh says that he didn't start it, but whoever did had to be somebody that wasn't at the original meeting, and so they all assume that it's Christopher Robin, and they feel bad that they didn't tell him that they canceled Valentine's Day, so then, like, and they also feel bad that they didn't get him anything, so they decide to put on a play for him, and... The next few scenes is just of them practicing for this play, like, rehearsing, and it's really fun, but, like, not a whole lot happens, except Tigger is supposed to kiss Kanga, and, like, he refuses to do so, and, like, Tigger, so, like, Tigger immediately gets recast as Pooh, and then, like, that was really funny to me for some reason, but, like, also, not that I knew what shipping was when I was four, but, like, did anybody else ship Kanga and Tigger together? Because Kanga is the only female character in this entire universe, and... Rue gets along with Tigger. It just, like, it makes sense to me. But anyway, again, 
Not that I knew what shipping was when I was four, but I was like, why aren't Kanga and Tigger together? Like, it just, it didn't make sense to me because they were so obviously meant to be a pair. Anyway, <laughs> the day of the show... Uh, Rabbit says that they have 10 minutes to show time, and then we see everybody backstage getting ready, and this is when Tigger comes in, and he slaps everybody with this poof of makeup. He, like, hits, he hits poo, and then he hits, uh, he hits poo, and then he hits piglet, and then he hits rabbit. But when he hits rabbit, he's like, makeup, and he, like, rubs real hard on rabbit's face, and then it, like, takes a second, and then rabbit, like, coughs really hard, and he's like, <coughs> okay, it's showtime. So... Okay, also, Piglet is supposed to be Cupid, and literally the rest of this episode, except for the one time that he's supposed to say his line, he just repeats, I am Cupid bringer of love, I am Cupid bringer of love, just, like, over and over again. Like, he's, like, at the end, like, everything goes awry, right? And so, like, Piglet hits this giant fan, which, like, I don't know why they have a giant fan, because I think Rabbit specifically says, what the heck is this wind? <laughs> like, why did you have this big fan then? So, like, Piglet hits this fan, and he's, like, flying away because he's so small, and Pooh is, like, Piglet? Like, he looks up and, like, sees Piglet flying away, but Piglet's like, I am Cupid, like, as he's flying away. <laughs> okay. So everything goes wrong during this play. The music is wrong. Piglet gets stage fright and he forgets his line. And then when out again, I am Cupid bringer of love. I am Cupid bringer of love. Like that's all that he says for the rest of this episode. But like Owl tries to help him. But when he like, he lets go of the rope that is holding Piglet up. So Piglet falls. And again, he hits this giant fan and then everything gets blown away. And at the end, I think Rabbit is yelling for Tigger to, like, draw the curtain or something, but Tigger takes that as his cue to set off all this dynamite, and he blows the whole stage up. And then Rabbit comes out, and he's like, oh my gosh, it's, like, ruined. And Christopher Robin stands up, and he's like, oh, it's the best comedy that I've ever seen. And then Rabbit's like, oh, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's exactly how that was supposed to go. So then Christopher Robin passes out valentines to everybody and as they're walking home piglet asks Pooh if christopher robin gave him a valentine this morning why did he give him another one after the show and then Pooh's like oh he must have forgotten and as they're walking they pass eeyore's house and eeyore asks Pooh if he liked the valentine that he got and piglet's like oh it was you and uh eeyore's like yeah i saw how much fun everybody had last year running around giving each other gifts and i thought i'd get in on the fun this year and like my heart like they didn't even include eeyore in their meetings or in the play because i guess they just assumed that he didn't care but he did he cared so much he gave everybody little gifts like hmm and he just like just like living in his little house like made out of these little sticks because he's so sad just like poor eeyore so, yeah, that episode was really fun, but again, I really only remembered the makeup line before I rewatched it. Just, that's the only thing. It just, like, lives in my head forever. <laughs> makeup. <laughs> okay, so a few more episodes and memorable moments are as follows. Season 1, episode 24, Rabbit Marks the Spot. This episode opens with the crew singing sea shanties, and I'm so here for it. This whole episode is kind of pirate-themed, and it's really fun. This is also one of the only episodes that I uh, watched that was only 12 minutes. Like, it was one 12-minute segment of, like, two to make a 24-minute episode. Uh, I did want to share my favorite little bit of dialogue, because I just think it's hilarious. So... This happens right in the middle of the episode. The friends dug up this treasure chest and they're trying to open it inside Piglet's house. And I don't remember if this is the scene after they use dynamite or if this is when they drop the chest onto an anvil. Because they do both, but I don't remember what happens to cause this, like, thing to happen. So, uh, we, like, cut to outside this house 
and Rabbit is watching, and then we hear this, like, giant crash, and then Piglet says, where'd it go? And Tigger's like, it's in the basement, and <laughs> Piglet says, I don't have a basement, and Tigger's like, well, you do now, and that's some, like, I don't know, something about that feels like classic Cartoon Network humor, and I don't know how else to describe it. It's just funny, because this show was on ABC and Disney Channel in the early 90s, and like, I don't know, again, it's just funny. I like that episode a lot. (laughs) Uh, Season 1, episode 26, All's Well That Ends Wishing Well. This episode is just about the friends celebrating Tigger's birthday. It's one that I had very faint memories of, because it was definitely on a VHS that we had, but I couldn't remember the context of what happened in this episode. Also... There's a sequence where Pooh falls into the wishing well on the little bucket, and he's, like, washed away through all these coins that everybody had tossed in. And I kid you not, up until, like, this this most recent watch-through of this episode, I literally always thought that those were sliced carrots. I had no idea that they were coins. And, like, duh, that makes sense, because he's just, like, floating through... He's floating through the water under the wishing well. Of course it would be coins. Why the heck would I think it was carrots? But, like, I don't know. My kid brain always thought those were carrots. Like, never connected those those dots. Like, bro. <laughs> Alright, I have one more episode that I want to cover, but I'm really just going to read through my notes. Uh, But this is by far my favorite episode. I just don't, like, I didn't feel like typing out a whole synopsis. So, like, I have notes on my phone. And I'm just going to read them because, again, didn't feel like typing out a whole thing. Okay, so this is season four, episode four. And it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Tigger. And it's about, um... It's kind of the same kind of thing where a lot of these episodes will take place like where something is happening where the characters aren't to scale and it's supposed to be like they're imagining these things that are happening, right? Because they're like, again, it's a show for preschoolers. So this episode is about uh, they're playing with Christopher Robin in his bedroom and he has this toy train that they have tracks set up all over the place and uh, then his mom calls him for lunch and so he says hey I'm gonna go to lunch don't touch the train while I'm gone and then he leaves and Tigger's like well he said we couldn't touch the train but he didn't say anything about the controls and then everybody's like mm, that sounds not good oh okay hold uh, well yeah he's like yeah so then Tigger takes the controls and then uh they run out of track or something and so they have to like move the track outside and it ends up going through like the whole house or like again I don't really know how this is supposed to be playing out in like the real world but like in the little fantasy that they come up with it's Pooh and Tigger and they've like well Tigger, like, borrowed the train, quote-unquote, but, like, Pooh is an unwilling accomplice in all this. Like, Pooh, like, no thought, head empty, just has no idea what the heck is going on. He's just along for the ride, like, like, literally along for the ride, because they're just, like, in this train. (laughs) But, like, okay. So, again, this is by far my favorite episode. Um, They... In order to, like, not be in the room with the controllers and, like, leave themselves to temptation, Piglet is like, why don't we go outside and play a nice quiet game? Like, guess who's sleeping? And, like, honestly, bro, that sounds, like, the best. (laughs) That sounds like a great game. Guess who's sleeping? And then, um... So Piglet and Rabbit leave to go play... I I assume they leave to go play Guess Who's Sleeping? And then they there's like a scene where they come back in and Rabbit's like, I told you I should have won. I passed out three times just going down the stairs. And again, that's like a level of humor that I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have picked up on that dialogue when I was a kid, but I love it now. Then they like come into the train and 
Tigger's like, how'd you get here so fast? Like, talking to Pooh, like, in the, like, the engine of the train. And Pooh turns around and goes, it's a fantasy. Like, I, <laughs> I just like that. And then they're like, he's, okay, so they've, like, taken control of this train, right? And now they don't know how to stop it. So, again, they're just, like, unwill, like, they have no idea what they're doing. And so Tigger says, uh... He says, it must take that delicatessen touch. And then he takes, like, this giant hammer and just proceeds to smack all these, like, all the gauges and stuff that are inside this, like, engine of this train. And then he's like, hmm, that didn't work. <laughs> like, bro, of course it didn't work. You just hit all the stuff with a hammer. Also, uh, they really go out of their way to include Gopher in these stories, and I really like it. I like it a lot. Like, this one specifically, they went out of their way to really try to include Gopher in the storyline that they had. They reference uh, Pooh and Tigger as the Hole in the Head gang, and that's, like, top tier. I appreciate that. Uh, Also, in this scenario, they're, like, in an old western town, and Piglet is the sheriff. I don't know why. They have ice cream scoops in their gun holsters like as like I I I just think that's cute because again this was a show for preschoolers so we can't have guns so like uh so rabbit says that he's got to go stop this train right piglet because he's the sheriff and he's like you got to go stop the hole in the head gang so then uh piglet goes out onto the like front deck of the sheriff's office and he has this like written warning (laughs) he's like reading off for this train and he's like by the power vested in me by like blah 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 and he's like saying all these really official things and it's got all these stamps and stuff on it and then the train just goes and like runs over this document like piglet you're really trying to stop this train with a written warning and then he immediately turns around and is like i got this i'll just lasso the train like piglet versus this giant train i just mm. I love it. And then he gets up on top of the water tower as the train is coming around. And he's like, he's gonna like jump on and then stop it from the inside. And so he's like standing on top of the water tower. And he's like, I'll jump on the count of seven. And then he's like standing and like getting ready to jump. And he makes it to three. And then like they go by on the train. And Pooh's like, hi, Piglet. And Piglet's like, hello, Pooh. And then he like finally makes it to like six or something. And then he falls and he falls into a bunch of cactus. Fun, 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 fun. Uh... Then I forget that Eeyore is, again, Eeyore's just like in the background of a lot of these and I forget that he's here. So he and Rabbit have become like, they've been dubbed as like deputies for the sheriff and they are taking this little hand, like, I don't even know how to describe it. They're like on this little cart and they're like pumping it to move themselves along on the track and they eventually like collide with the train like they and they like head-on collide with it and eeyore makes these weird little like distressed donkey sounds like just in general like whenever he's distressed he just goes and he like makes this weird sound but like i appreciate it i just like it it's so cute also the jail that they put Pooh in literally has an entire wall missing and they all like they all walk through the wall to look out the back to see that gopher is sitting on this like swing set and they're all like huh and then they just like walk back in and then like i think piglet and rabbit like walk through the bars of the jail but i just just like it doesn't make any sense man there's a hole there's a hole in the back of your jail but then when when tigger comes to break Pooh out he like opens the jail cell i think he like what he does uh Pooh is, like, being really loud when Tigger first comes in. And so Tigger, like, walks through the bars of the cell to, like, cup his mouth and be like, hey, you're being too loud. And then he, like, walks back out and then gets the keys and opens the door. And, like, bro, there's a... Okay. Again, this is a show for preschoolers. Um, 
looks like there's going to be a swinging is, uh, is like, okay, so it's like Gopher sitting on this little swing set, right? And he, like, it's him sitting, and it's like, it's literally like a gallow, like the way that they have it drawn. And then there's like a tire swing, just like dangling from like where this noose would be. And like, definitely did not get that as a kid, but like, I appreciate it now. I think that's really clever. So they rebuild this train and then it just like becomes sentient and just chases them around this town. And then the train scoops Piglet up like on the front of it. And then Rabbit's just like, well, he's dead. So who wants to be the new sheriff? Just like, yo, we're not even going to try to save Piglet. He's just like, he's gone. Who, who wants to volunteer to be the new sheriff? We need somebody else. (laughs) Like, dang. And then they, um, they're like, Tigger paints railroad tracks on the ground and he's just like, we'll just like let it go until it runs out of steam. Meanwhile, Piglet's just like on the front of this locomotive as it's just like going around in circles. Like, okay, (laughs) have y'all seen? There's an episode of Family Guy where Peter goes in to the mall with Lois and then he like, he ends up getting left behind, but then he gets on the train uh, that's like made for little kids and he like cranks it up as fast as it'll go and then he spends like 24 hours or something on that train just like going super fast like in circles and then he comes out the next day and they're like interviewing him for the news because he was stuck on that train overnight because the lever broke and so he was just like stuck and they interview him for the news and he comes out and he's like the wind on my skin is like knives <laughs> and like that's just what I imagined poor Piglet as he's going around in circles alright but then they're like sitting and Tigger's like Okay, first of all, we've already experienced, like, four or five entire day-to-night sequences as this train is just going around this town. And then Tigger's, like, eating a banana. He's like, I give it seven more days, tops. And he just, like, tosses a banana peel over his shoulder. Like, bro, you've already been here for, like, the better part of a week. So you're gonna give it seven more days? like, bro... (laughs) And, like, and then that's what finally stops the train, right? He, like, tosses the banana peel out onto the track. The train hits it and then it goes, and, like, crashes. I don't, I, it crashes into something. I don't know. But, like, and then Gopher's, like, oh, I was really looking forward to that swinging. And, like, yo, Gopher's got some bloodlust that I think we need to talk about. And then, uh, like, it, you know, it fades back out into the into Christopher Robin's room. And he's, like, he comes back from lunch and he's, like, oh, good. You guys didn't, like, touch the train. So... I'll let you take a turn, Tigger. And he, like, hands Tigger the controls. And then Tigger's like, ooh, no, I'm, I'm trying to cut back. So maybe we should go play uh, Guess Who's Sleeping. And then Pooh, like, yawns. And they're all like, he's cheating. He, you can't fall asleep now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Again, I just like that episode. I like that it's Western-themed. I think that's fun. Just, like, in general. I think it's cute. It's a fun episode. I probably didn't, like, describe it as well as I could have, but, like, it's my favorite episode, and it's, like, again, I just went through my notes on my phone because I was like, eh, (laughs) I didn't feel like typing out a synopsis. Uh, Hopefully I did well enough that you want to go watch, but, like, I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe I ruined that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this show is so much fun. I know it was made for preschoolers, but if you have even a passing love of Pooh Bear, I can't recommend this show more. This show as well as all of the Pooh movies, are all available on Disney+. Plus. There's some other Pooh series on there, too. I know the Book of Pooh is on there. It was on Playhouse Disney in, like, the early 2000s. And I was that done with puppets? Like, am I remembering that right? Because I remember it looked kind of weird. But, like, I don't hate it. Uh, that show had really fun music, if nothing else. Pooh and Friends are iconic. They're the kind of characters that everybody recognizes. Like, everybody knows who Winnie the Pooh is. And I love that they're all such good friends to each other. 
Okay, kind of a side note. Um, a few years ago, when Christopher Robin, the live action movie, came out, Jaden and I went to go see it. Y'all, we had a day. Let me just tell you, nothing went right that day. So we drove to Chicago, which is a three hour drive for us, and everything we wanted to do that day was either closed or didn't exist. Like, one of the things that we wanted to do was we both used to work at McDonald's, right? Like, I worked there for like a year and a half. I think he was there for like four years. I don't remember. But anyway, we both used to work at McDonald's. So I found uh, somewhere, it's like a suburb of Chicago somewhere that had a McDonald's museum that we were going to go to, right? And so we drove all the way up there. We drove to this address and it's nothing. It's just like a pile of rubble because they knocked it down, but didn't update the, uh, like the website. And so like we drove three hours just to see this giant pile of rubble and then like pee in another McDonald's. <laughs> like I just, bro, if you're going to tear something down, update you, update you, you, um, webpage because that was very frustrating and then we were gonna go um once upon a time they had again in chicago they had a uh hamburger university which is where you have to go if you want to own your own mcdonald's franchise they call it hamburger university and you have to go and take all these classes and stuff. So there was a thing that was like on, I think it was like a BuzzFeed article or something that was like, hey, in Chicago, they have a hamburger university. And if you go there, you can uh, try all these different menu items from these McDonald's all over the world. And again, we thought that sounded super cool. So we drove all the way up there and we drove to uh, this we drove to Hamburger University and then we like walked around the campus and we're just like, we are not supposed to be here. This is real weird. And then we finally walked up to somebody and he asked about the like Hamburger University, like try all the things. And they were like, they stopped doing that like a year ago. And I was like, again, if you're going to do that, update your, uh, your like, your webpage or whatever, just like, like tell people that that's no longer a thing. <laughs> it's just, it's very frustrating. So anyway, we ended up driving three hours to go play mini golf. And then we drove home and went to go see a movie. <laughs> and that was our whole day. But anyway, we ended up, we saw Christopher Robin and like the opening credits, man, he leaned over and he said, once there was a boy named Christopher Robin, but he like said it in the narrator's voice. And like, I knew this movie was going to hit me, but then he said that. And I looked at him and I was like, it is too early for that. And like with tears in my eyes. And he's like, that's what got you. And I was like, listen, I knew that first of all, we've already had a day. It's been very frustrating and like emotionally taxing. But then also we're seeing this movie about this thing that we both love. And like, I feel like I'm more emotionally invested in than you are because that's just who I am as a person. But like, no, <laughs> don't say stuff like that to me. And, like, the whole movie was about Christopher Robin growing up and leaving his childhood behind. And, like, yes, it got me. It hit me so hard. So this is just a warning. If you haven't seen that movie and you have any kind of attachment to Pooh, just, like, it's it's great. It's a good movie. But, like, it hit me. So I'm just warning you. <laughs> be ready. <laughs> so, yeah, this show was great. Uh, I'll say it again. Rewatch shows from your childhood because you notice little details, whether it be animation details, like leaving Pooh just suspended in midair for no reason, uh, like the way that they animate the background or like you pick up on dialogue. Just I promise it's worth it to revisit them, especially this show. Like I know it was marketed to preschoolers, but it doesn't feel like it. It's so funny and charming. And that's it. That's all I have to say about Pooh. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed escaping into the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh this week. Uh, there's nothing more that I can say that I haven't already said. This show was great to revisit. 
If this is your first episode of mine, thanks for checking it out. I try to cover a variety of animated shows, both new and old, so make sure to check out previous episodes to find your favorite show. And if you don't see it, keep checking back. I upload every Saturday with a new show to talk about. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Kelby underscore cartoons. I've been live-tweeting my reactions as I watch the shows that I cover. This week, I'm re-watching Close Enough, the adult animation from J.G. Quintel, the creator of Regular Show. Fingers crossed that season two drops before I have to script it. I know it's going to come out in February, but we don't know when, so just fingers crossed. Also, follow me on Facebook. Just search Kelby's Cartoon Corner, and please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back next week with another animated world for us to escape into together. Until then, happy Saturday, or whatever it, whatever day it is, whenever you're listening, happy whatever.